Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we are studying the Word of God. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 131, and we're looking at John chapter 9, verses 39 through 41. Let's read the passage together. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment in order that those who do not see will see, and those who do not see will become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, We aren't blind too, are we? If you were blind, Jesus told them, you wouldn't have sin. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. Well, this is after the episode of Jesus healing the blind man. There's, there's no indication of a time break, but the scenario seems to have shifted where Jesus sought out the man who he had given sight to because he heard that he had been excommunicated. So Jesus sought him out, and the man believed and worshipped him. Seems to have just been the two of them. Might have been some disciples there, but uh, the Pharisees don't seem to have been there. So now verse 39, uh, it probably is very soon thereafter, but doesn't seem to be immediately following in the same situation that we saw Jesus dealing with the man who had been born blind. So Jesus says, I came into this world for judgment. Well, wait a minute. Back in chapter 3, verse 17, uh, following John three sixteen, for God loved the world in this way, he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Then in 17, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So he said there, he didn't come to condemn the world. But here he says, I came into this world for judgment. Well, what's he saying here? You know, John uses a lot of uh, double meanings and, and Jesus, because Jesus did. But Jesus came to save. Everyone is already condemned. I mean, if we continue reading in John 3, verse 18, anyone who believes in him is not condemned. But anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he's not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is basic Christian doctrine is that we're born condemned. We're born separated from God. And the question is, will we make that transition from condemnation to being saved, forgiven of sin through faith in Jesus Christ? So when Jesus says, Back at John 3, I didn't come to condemn the world. The world's already condemned. I came to save. But here he says, I came to this world for judgment. Well, the judgment is whether or not you believe. So Jesus came to call for a decision. You're already condemned, but the judgment is if you do not believe, you're in fact pronouncing the judgment of your condemnation. Then he uses, uh, well, some more of this strange language that Jesus often uses. And I did this in order that those who do not see will see, and those who do see will become blind. Well, he's talking about both physical sight and spiritual sight. And the physical sight, he's talking the blind beggar. He has just healed the blind beggar and given him sight. So those who do not see 
will see. But also, those who do not see spiritually will see spiritually. Right back to John 3. Continue in that same passage, verse 19. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world. People love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. So, Jesus says, the light of the world has come so that those couldn't see because they're in spiritual darkness now can see, see spiritually. So he's talking physical and spiritual simultaneously. But the next phrase here is definitely spiritual. Those who do see will become blind. Those who harden their heart to the message of Christ do not see spiritually. So he's talking on spiritual uh, level here. These religious leaders who claim knowledge, who claim to know the ways of God, the things of God, the word of God, they're being shown to be blind spiritually. Well, in verse 40, some of the Pharisees who are with him pause there. We don't know why these Pharisees are with him. It just means happen to be there. We're following him around. Uh, we don't really know, but Pharisees were there. And some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, we aren't blind too, are we? They get the feeling that Jesus is talking about them. Well, because he is. <laughs> he is talking about the spiritual leader. He's been very much condemning of the spiritual leaders, though, who, who say they are leaders but are not leading. Those who say they know the word of God but do not know the things of God. Those who claim knowledge but in fact are blind so they get the feeling he's talking about them. Oh, you don't mean we're blind, do you? But this answer is, is somewhat curious. Uh, I would have thought he would say, yeah, you guys are blind as a bat. You don't see it right before you. Here it is plain as day, but you don't see because you're spiritually blind. You are, but he doesn't say that. He says in verse 41, if you were blind, you wouldn't have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. What's he talking about here? Well, they're not completely blind. They know the word of God, but they say they see. So they're not completely blind in that they know things of God. They know the word of God. They have seen things about God. They should know things about God. So they're not completely blind yet. They say they see, but their sin remains. Well, the problem is their rejection of the Messiah. Their rejection of Jesus as the Messiah. That's their sin. This is ironic. We've talked about this before. If anyone should have recognized the Messiah, it should have been the Pharisees. You would think these are the people who would have seen it. These are the guys who devote their life to studying the Word of God. These guys have studied God's Word. These guys know God's word. They supposedly follow God's word. But most of them, not all, but the vast majority of them have missed it. They have rejected Jesus. Their sin's greater because of their knowledge. Their sin is greater. So that's what he's talking about. Your sin remains. because It's not like they've never heard of the Messiah. Not like the blind man who he, he may have heard some religious teachings, but he didn't know what the Pharisees knew. But he was willing to believe. He wanted to believe. And when Jesus sought him out, he does believe and worships. 
But the Pharisees who study the word, know the word, try to follow the word, they, they have missed it completely. And so they are in sin. Now, this is not to say that if you don't know about anything of God, that you're innocent. Back to John 3.18. Anyone who does not believe is condemned already. We've uh, got to make sure we don't try to make this say something that's not. He's talking about them. He's not saying, well, if nobody knows about the word of God, they're not condemned uh, because God will only judge you based upon the light that you have received. That's sometimes what we, we hear. Well, if that were the case, the worst thing we could do would be to take the gospel to places that have never heard the gospel. But the gospel mandate, the, if the missionary mandate is strong, take the gospel to the world because people are perishing apart from the gospel. If people who've never heard the gospel, they're okay spiritually, as far as judgment goes, then the worst thing we could do would be take the gospel to them. But the Bible is clear. Anyone is already condemned, and their only hope is through faith in Jesus Christ, which comes from hearing the gospel. That's why we're given the, the gospel mandate, the missionary mandate, to take the gospel to the world, because everyone needs to hear the gospel. But these religious types who have the Word of God, know the Word of God, study the Word of God, their sin is particularly bad because they, in knowing all this, have flat rejected what God is doing. Well, it goes back to what's that mean to us? Those of us who study the Word of God, God is going to hold accountable when we reject the things that He is doing. So we do see a movement of God. It's, we've got to be careful we don't just automatically accept everything because there are a lot of counterfeits. But we do need to be asking God to reveal to us what he is doing and help us to understand what he's doing and be open to movements of God, even if they don't quite fit what we expected. But that's where we look to the Word of God. We look to God in prayer. We look to one another and ask for God to, to guide us as we help one another. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue studying the Gospel of John.